0: I'm live again this week alright let's do this hey everyone Frankie D here welcome to the Frankie D show what's going on everyone I'm starting up the Frankie D show right now I'm your host Frankie D There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Real quick, just some plugs. Uh, So, if you're listening to The Frankie D Show right now on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to The Frankie D Show on YouTube. Click the thumbs up, ding the bell, whatever the hell you're supposed to do on YouTube, make sure you do. If you are listening on any of the recorded platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify... Amazon, wherever the hell you're listening. Keep listening, subscribe to me there, follow the show there. Whatever the hell you gotta do to keep listening to me, please do. And if you want to follow the show on social media, it's at the Frankie D Show on Instagram and Twitter. So make sure you just remember the Frankie D Show and you will be able to find me. Sound good? All right, got those plugs right out of the way. Oh, man, and if you, uh, like I always say, you know, the more people that follow me on the social media accounts, the more I'll be inclined to uh, post to them. Haven't really been posting to them, but I got to start. Okay, so I'm here uh, this week, live, people. Last week, I couldn't do it, and I, I warned everyone, for my live listeners, I warned everyone last week that, or the week before, that last week, I probably wouldn't be able to do a show at all. However, the day after... I was able to do a show, but I figure since it wasn't the day and it wasn't even the same time, I wouldn't do it live. So it was only a pre-recorded podcast. But I feel, hey, maybe that's good for you people that only listen live to me on here. That could give you a chance to go over to the app, to the apps, one of the apps, any of them, Apple, Spotify, whatever. And you could listen to last week's show on there. I talk about... uh, talk about Spotify Room a little bit and how it, uh, they're going to change the name of it to Spotify live and they're going to put it instead of having a separate app for it, like it currently has, they are going to put it on Spotify itself. Whether that actually helps it or not, who the fuck knows? I mean, everyone's trying to do something that actually seems like a simple idea that could actually potentially get a lot of fucking listeners. But everyone wants to make it their own fucking thing. They want to make it social media, this and that. And that's why all these platforms keep on failing. So who the fuck knows how that'll do. I also talk about the Chris Rock uh, slapping Will Smith, you know. So if you want to hear my reactions on that, go uh, there. And then I talk about, oh, a teacher that was uh, spared from jail. who, And it was a a female teacher. Actually, I think it was a teaching assistant from what I remember. uh, That... Had intercourse with her student. So yeah, if you those topics interest you, go to you know go to Podbean, uh, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, wherever the hell you listen to recorded podcasts on, and uh, check the show out real quick. Because I don't, I you know I did talk about the Chris Rock and Will Smith thing last week. I don't think I actually gave my final final thought on it. So real quick, final final thought on that. Whether, you know, some people saying it's staged, some people saying it's real, you know, stupid argument. I don't even know why I'm talking about this still, because I pretty much forgot about it the day after it happened. But everyone kept talking about it throughout the week. I still, people were talking about it literally yesterday when I was talking to people. So real quick, at the end of the day, whether it's staged or not, uh, I think Will Smith, if he was actually offended from the joke, I don't think he was. I think he's a bitch. However. End of the day, it was funny. Let's be for real, it got people talking about the Oscars. It was funny seeing someone walk on stage and just slap Chris Rock. Not that he deserved it, and I'm a thousand percent on Chris Rock's side because Will Smith was a fucking bitch. But it was, you know, that whole scene was funny. I don't know what would make it funnier, real or fake. I mean, real, that just shows he's more of a bitch because it's like, why are you getting so offended by a joke? But also real, it's like, damn, that was real. But, you know, if you had a plan for it, for people to talk about it, I, I guess there's some respect for that because it worked. Okay. Well, th- those were my final, final thoughts on the uh, Chris Rock thing. I'm not going, you know, too into it because I already talked about it last week. So, I don't know. There's There's been a lot of crazy shit that's been going on this week. I've been reading these stories. I remember I was reading one story about this uh I read a story a while ago about this and then I guess there's like an update. This guy uh shot let's see, his wife's ex-husband, that's what it was. I don't have the story on this in front of me. I'm I you know, I'm just kind of a uh, just talking about it briefly. So, yeah, he shoots him because uh, he wouldn't leave the property. Apparently, the ex-husband was saying, like, this is my time with the kids and you're not here when I'm picking them up or whatever. Something along those lines. He's flipping out. And then the ex-husband, not the ex-husband, the current husband, goes inside, grabs his gun. Uh, you know, he's like, get the fuck off my property. I think the guy, the other guy was like, basically, not without my fucking kids. Get that fucking gun away from me. Gets in The ex-husband gets in the other one's face. Again, I don't understand what's with these dumbasses that, you know, think they're, like, invincible, and they get in people's faces and stuff and try to grab guns away from people. Like, what is with you dumbasses? Like, this is what happens. So, he gets in his face. I think he tries to grab the gun away and stuff, and it's like, yeah, i like, fucking blast your ass. It's like, well, wh- why are you saying that to the guy holding the gun? So, then the guy, you know, the husband... uh Ends up shooting the ex-husband and he kills him. I'm curious, I'm always curious about things. What the kids think about that, if they're like, Mom, we are not fucking living here with this fucking murder anymore. That was our daddy killed. Stupid piece of shit. Or if they were happy, if he was like some sort of abusive dad. And they were like, phew, thank God he's out of the way now. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's like, what's with these dumbasses though? Really, did you really think trying to Trying to like hurt the guy while he's holding a gun was a good idea. God like unloads on him. I th- you know I think it was a shotgun and he he blasted him with like the three shots. That's you know that that was it with that. And I see another story now today. I so I read that story a while ago. I see a story today now that the guy that uh, the husband that killed the ex husband he got off uh, free because of self defense. I, you know I'm all for self-defense the weird thing with that was he was uh well okay I guess okay I guess it makes sense the other guy if he tried grabbing the gun first I'd have to watch the original video first so yeah he got off uh free because it was self-defense he did, I guess he you know he didn't pull the a punch first the guy was on his property he just grabbed the gun and said walk away so I I think uh think or the other guy, if he was really there just to pick up his kids, and it was actually in like the custody custody agreement, I think isn't that the time where you call the cops or something, and then say, "Hey, this guy also pointed a gun at me," instead of trying to grab a gun away and then getting your ass shot. Not really his ass, but you know, getting murdered over it. It's like, dude, was it worth it? Now you're gone. It's you know, sometimes you get these people trying to be tough, trying to be heroes. Their adrenaline's going, and they think they could take people on with guns. It's, it's not going to work. So, yeah, that was a crazy story. Go from Will Smith to that. Also, there was another story. This one I have a little more on if I want to get a little more into it, but I don't know if there's really reason to. Oh, quite a while ago, I see this chick. Okay, I you know, on in a story. You know, I, see, I read the story, there's this chick in it, and I see that she's in trouble for having her boyfriend, making her boyfriend commit suicide, and, uh, y- you know, y- it's like a fucked up story, it's her boyfriend, she's basically, like, she's literally in these texts, she's like, like, you just gotta do it, man, like, it's like, wait, what the fuck's the matter with you, like, I, you know, I know technically, you know, you didn't, murder him yourself. You didn't, you know, it's not like you pushed the chair if he were to hang himself. I think he, if I remember right, he died, uh, I think carbon monoxide poisoning. I got a story here. Maybe we'll read into it a little bit. Uh, from being in his truck. However, this dude, your boyfriend that you should, you're supposed to be loving, right? Clearly has some problems. You, you know, he's got some mental problems, depression, whatever it is. And you're not trying to help him at all. Instead, you're literally pushing him into it. So, You should definitely be in trouble for that, that, you know, it's not like this guy wasn't your boyfriend. You see him on the streets one day, he's a dick to you and you're just like, go kill yourself. This guy's your boyfriend and you know, you're, you're telling him to kill himself after he's saying, I want to kill myself. And she's like, like, do it. Like you got to be brave and do it or whatever the hell she was saying. Like what a bitch. And, uh, I think yeah, from what I remember, I, you know, I'm going to have to read a little bit of the story to you guys and t- see what it says. I think she really just wanted a 10, like she wanted people to feel bad for her because her boyfriend died. We got, We we got some fucked up people in this world. First, that's just so fucked up. You'd rather have people feel sorry for you because your boyfriend died than have your boyfriend just be alive and enjoy time with your boyfriend you know, she got sent to jail for this. What's going through her mind now? Is she like, how the fuck could I do that? Or is her mind just actually still fucked up? And she could very well try to do something like this again or something. I don't think she would. I don't think she. But who who the fuck knows? Who knows what else she would do? Maybe it's like, all right, been there, done that. But who, who what else would she do? If you got a fucked up mind like that. I don't know. Like, why wouldn't you want to help your boyfriend? It's kind of weird. Did she really think this wouldn't get back to anyone anyway? Like, did she real after he commits suicide, even if, uh, let's just say even if people didn't think it was a suicide, let's just say he got into a car accident or so. I don't know. They people, they will always, like, look through the the victim's phone. Just to, you know, just to see what was going on, right? I don't know. I, th- I think that's what would happen. But especially if it's a suicide. I think they're going to look through their phone see what was going on. Then they see these texts. You know, do, do you really think that was never going to get back to you? Now this chick is uh, free from jail. Apparently she was re- released on uh, good behavior. I, I'm. What do the parents think about that? The parents of the boy think about that? because I'm sure they're not happy. <clears throat> all right, let's see. So this article Michelle Carter 25 is seen for first time since leaving jail in 2020 after early release for manslaughter of boyfriend who she goaded into killing himself on text. If you guys all if you guys look for these stories Michelle Carter's her name and you see these texts you're like Damn, how could anyone be talking to a suicidal person like that? The 25-year-old woman convicted of manslaughter after she encouraged her boyfriend to kill himself has been spotted for the first time since being released early for good behavior. How long has she been in there? I feel like she hasn't been in there that long. And it's like, you know what? You've just been sitting in your cell and uh, eating your food and... You know, going to the bath. Yeah, that's good enough behavior. You're out of here. I mean, geez, I think even the situation from Jersey Shore wasn't released on good behavior. He also wasn't in prison that long, but how I feel like she wasn't in there that long. Michelle Carter of Plainville, Massachusetts, was spotted during yard doing yard work outside her home with short bleached blonde hair and wearing black shorts and a foul mouth. Dalmoth University hoodie. Man, she looks crazy. She looks crazier now than she looked before she went to jail. And I remember seeing her in those court pictures saying, man, she's got crazy in those eyes. Now she looks really fucking crazy. Wednesday's appearance comes days after a new miniseries, The Girl from Plainville, starring Ella Fanning and Chloe... Seventy? No, I'm definitely saying that wrong. Savini beats me premiered on Hulu, portraying the real-life events that led Carter, then 17, to goad Conrad Roy III, 18, to go th- through with his suicide via cell, uh, via phone calls and texts when he was having second thoughts. Let's see. Is it going to show any of these uh, texts? I want to see the texts again. Carter was last pictured leaving jail... On January 23rd, 2020, leaving jail. What does that mean? I thought she was just, re- like, the early release was now. Wait, let's see. What? So when was she put in jail? This was saying she was last pictured leaving jail on January 23rd, 2020. Who knows? And it was unknown if she was still living in Plainville, but the recent photos confirm she's now back living with her parents, Gail and David Carter. What do her parents think about her? She's living with these parents and I feel like they'll never be able to look at their, unless they're crazy too, which is possible. How, how can you even like look at your kid the same again, knowing they talked their suicidal boyfriend into suicide after he was having sex? He was like, you know, what? maybe I don't want to kill myself. And she was like, no, you, you got to do it. You pussy. You can't just like give up now. Those weren't her exact words, but you know, <laughs> it was something along, basically those lines. Uh, you know, she was, he was like having second thoughts, like not wanting to do it. And She was like, "No, you get, you got to do this." Now these parents, unless they're crazy too and they're like proud of her for it, I doubt they are. But who, who knows? Uh, how do you know? How do you even look at your daughter after that? You know, it's, you know, she's that, that's fucked up. It's like, are you going to make her, like, live with you forever now? Because it's like, well, I guess we got to keep an eye on her. We don't want other crazy shit happening. Carter was convicted of manslaughter in 2017 for her role in his suicide on January 12, 2014 and sentenced to 15 months in prison following a lengthy high-profile court case. She was released four months early after earning credit for good behavior. And for only 15 months? I thought she'd have longer jail time, one, and two. It's like, shit, she did. I mean, there's a person dead because of her. I Leave her in the fall fucking sentence. Roy's mother, Lynn uh, St. de I guess that's Lynn St. Dennis, said she was speaking with her troubled son on the day of his death when he interrupted her to check on a text message from his car, believed to be the text of Carter telling Roy to go through with his suicide when he expressed doubts about killing himself and leaving his loved ones behind, Uh, People Magazine reported. After walking out the door, Roy got in his pickup truck, drove to a nearby Kmart, and parked behind the store. There he rigged his vehicle to fill the cabin with carbon monoxide. Yep, it was carbon monoxide. Uh, Poisoning he got. Okay, here's some text now. Here's some text. So, I guess she's saying to him, everyone will be sad for a while, but they will get over it and move on. Oh my god. Who the fuck would say that? <laughs> you just need to do it, Conrad. No more pushing it off, no more waiting. She is literally telling her boyfriend to go like to kill himself. She's literally saying, "You cannot wait any longer. You have to kill yourself." He said, I know, it's hard, tonight. And she said, okay, you could do this. Well, how supportive of her. Okay, you could do this. Like, what the hell? Oh my God, how do you ever trust a person like this again? Let's see. As Roy was slowly poisoning himself, he had a momentary change of heart and got out of the vehicle, but phone records presented at Carter's trial revealed that he that she called her boyfriend and urged him to get back inside his truck. See, she was like, you fucking coward, get the hell back inside. I am not getting off the phone with you until I know that you are dead. Other evidence included text messages that Carter, then 17, sent to Conrad earlier in the day as he was sitting in the car during the outing with his mother. And those texts, Carter t- told the depressed teen, you just need to do it, Connor. I know we're pushing it off. No more wait. Okay, I saw that. She also had suggested to him several methods of suicide. Oh, okay. So she's really trying to help him out here. What a fucking psycho bitch. Holy crap. I keep learning new things about this. I didn't even know she was like suggesting. I thought she was just telling him like, hey, you gotta like do this. Oh, she's giving them tips now. All right, so here's some of the methods. Why don't you just drink bleach? Hang yourself. Jump over a building. Stab yourself. I don't know. There's a lot of ways. How about if you're that unhappy with them, how about just say, hey, I don't want to be with you anymore. But no, I think, again, from what I had read in the past, if this is true, she wanted people to feel sorry for her. So, you know, because her boyfriend died. So she thinks, all right, if he kills himself, everyone in the world will feel bad for me. So she, you know, she wanted that attention. When Roy continued to show hesitance, Carter texted, you'd better not be bullshitting me and just pretending. Tonight is the night. It's now or never. Oh my God. I can't like, it's actually cringy for me to get through this story. I can't even believe talking to someone like this. Oh my god, Carter never caught authorities or Roy's parents as he died. Nah, she wanted to make sure he was done. She later texted his mother to express her sympathy, but made no mention of having prior knowledge of Roy's plans to kill himself. Oh, jeez. According to prosecutors, Carter told a friend that she could have stopped Roy in the moments leading up to his death as she wrote, His death is my fault. Like honestly, I could have stopped it. Wait, so Carter told a friend that she could have stopped. His death is my fault. Like honestly, I could have. St- so does that mean she like was like fuck? I should have stopped it or like? Huh. that's uh, interesting. Well, I was not even expecting to go through with this much of the story. I find this uh, crazy though. So I guess I just got to keep going. I was on the phone uh, with him, and he got out of his car because it was working, and he got scared, and I fucking told him to get back in because I knew that he would do it all over again the next day, and I couldn't have him live the way he was living anymore. Oh, so she's trying to be, like, the hero on this. Like, I was just trying to get him out of his misery. He would have been miserable if he... Stayed. He would have tried doing it again the next day. I'm the hero in all this. Like, ugh. Like I should have done more, and it's all my fault because I could have stopped him, but I fucking didn't. And all I had to say was "I love you" and "Don't do this one more time," and he'd still be here. So I don't. So is she trying to say like, I I really don't even know what she's trying to say here. She's so crazy. I'm having a hard time even like read reading into this, dissecting this. She's trying to say like, oh, it's my fault to try to people for people to say, oh no, this isn't your fault, or. I, you know, or is she trying to say, like, crap? I should have actually stopped him. I'm having a hard time with this. Uh, there's, I'm not even gonna play the video. There's a video of here, I guess, of her being found guilty and her crying, and it's like, well, what did you expect with all this happening? The young couple met in Florida in 2012, but had only seen each other in person a handful of times, even though they just they lived just 35 miles. Apart in Massachusetts, Roy in Mata Posette and Carter in Plainville. They communicated mostly through text messages and phone calls. In dozens of those texts and calls, Carter encouraged Roy to take his own life. Now they they met in Florida, but they lived in Massachusetts. How did that happen? During her high profile trial in 2017, prosecutors argued that. Carter played a sick game with another person's life to get attention. Well, that clear, clearly is what she did. All right, um, right. I'm going down to see what uh, the mom said. Wait, actually, I want to see what Car- Carter's defense attorney said. Carter's defense attorney insisted that Roy was on the path to take his own life for years and that it was his idea to commit suicide, not hers. Well, maybe the initial idea, but when he's getting out of the car and she's saying get back into the car, it's definitely not helping things. The lawyer also noted that his client and her own mental health issues... Wait, the lawyer also noted that his client had her own mental health issues and was taking medications that may have clouded her judgment. Well, that doesn't really make it right to me. In the end, Carter was found guilty of manslaughter... In 2019, she entered the Bristol County Jail in Dartmouth, Massachusetts to begin serving her 15-month sentence. She didn't finish that, though. Got let go early. Conrad Roy Jr., the dead teen's father, said, seeing Carter brought to justice doesn't matter. He added, nothing's going to bring my son back. St. Dennis, or, yeah, St. Dennis, I guess, uh, however, said she was both surprised Surprised and satisfied that Carter was convicted and given prison time for her son's death. I wish I knew how he felt when she was messaging the whole month before Conrad died. She said, I wish I knew what he was thinking. Was she really a friend or did she really care about Well, clearly she didn't care about him. This chick was crazy. I mean, for someone to do what she did, how could he think that she cared? She didn't. He, you know, had problems. I don't know how he thought that really. She said her focus now is not on Carter, but on her work lobbying for the passage of Conrad's Law, which would make Massachusetts the 43rd state to criminalize suicide, coercion, and make it punishable by up to five years in prison. He was just a vulnerable teenager that suffered from social anxiety and depression, she said. I don't want another family to deal with what I had to deal with. The grieving mom said... She is hopeful that the star-studded Hulu show would bring attention to her efforts to have Conrad's Law passed. Well, the crazy thing with this one is it's not like it was just, like, two random people in an argument and one, like, didn't even know that the other person had, uh, some, you know, some depression problems. Like, this girlfriend clearly knew he was depressed and he was suicidal. You know, it's not like... Like I said, like these two people were random people. That, I don't know. They see each other at a bar. So I don't know. They, they get into some sort of argument. They don't know if they're depressed or what. They're just pissed. And you know, they randomly say, ah, go kill yourself or something out of just anger. And then later on they could, you know, apologize, make up, whatever. They just never see each other again. This chick literally knew he was depressed, knew he was suicidal, is a, The dude's boy, uh, the dude's girlfriend, and she's still like, "No, you have to go back in there and kill yourself. It's it's now or never." You know, literally, like you could do it a bunch of ways. You could drink bleach. She she said you could jump over a building. I think she was saying you could jump off a building. Um, You could uh, stab yourself. You know, whatever the fuck she said. She is nuts. Let's see, (laughs) but I want to see what some people had to say about this in a comment section here. Good luck to her next boyfriend. I don't think... Pff, if people see this story, I there's no way she could get a next boyfriend, even though there's a lot of crazy dudes out there. So maybe they will take a uh, shot at her. Uh, this person said, I hope every single day of her miserable life is hell on earth. Someone else said, Men and women, beware of her as she could do this again to someone else. Don't think she has changed, but then I don't know her. Well... See, this is the thing. Whether she changed on this or not is one thing. Like, she could have done her jail time and been like, well, I will never do that again. But she might have other crazy shit in her head that she might want to try next. You know, it's hard to trust people when they do something so crazy. Uh, Let's see. Release 2020 now is 2022. Yeah, that's what I, I didn't... Get about this. I I didn't even know she was released all the way back then. I wonder why this story is just making a, you know, headline. This person said, good behavior with a question mark. She should still be in jail. Yeah, this whole thing is just nuts. And she looks crazy just in this picture doing yard work. All right. Well, I did not expect to uh, really go through that whole story. I'm going to jump right into the next story. I gotta. I guess I got a bit of things to talk about today, and I'm really in no rush to go nowhere. At least at the moment, I gotta go somewhere later. So let's uh, talk about things. So uh, next thing, also, I hope my uh, chat is working. I know the other week people were saying my chat was not working. I uh, I saw some people in here. No one's typing in. So if you got something, to type in. Type it in. And if you are typing, and I'm not responding, sorry. Apparently the chat's not working again. All right, next story I talk about, Uh, Elon Musk. I'm sure a lot of people have heard this by now. Elon Musk joins uh, Twitter's board, pitching ideas big and small. That's a New York Times article. So I'm sure a lot of people heard that uh, Elon Musk, he bought like the biggest stake in Twitter. He bought uh, apparently 73.5 million shares. He's hoping to fix it. He's hoping for, I think I might've even heard he wants Trump to uh, get his Twitter account back, you know, to, sh- to kind of show, I guess, free speech. I have mixed feelings on Elon Musk sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. He just seems like a fucking weirdo to me. I think he was friends with Trump in the beginning. Wasn't he like on Trump's, you know, King Trump's cabinet or on his board, something like that. And then he dips out when Trump, uh, let's see, what did he do? I think in, something with it, I think when he pulled out of the new green deal or something like that. Elon was like, well, hey, that could hurt my, beat my Tesla sales or something. Like, I'm trying to be good for the environment. Something like that. I don't know. So I can't tell. I don't even know if that's true if he does want Trump to get his Twitter account back. But I heard those uh, were some rumors. I guess Twitter, maybe they silenced Elon or something. I don't know. They pissed him off in some sort of way. And I guess when you have that sort of money, he's like, well, fuck it. I got money. I guess I could either make my own social media account or just say fuck it I'm going to fuck with these people <laughs> and uh try to get you know his uh you know opinion in the company. And however, you know for things like Trump getting his Twitter account back, it's not like he bought the whole company, so I don't think he'd be able to do that. However, what the amount of uh, I don't know, maybe what, because of the amount of shares he bought and because he's just such a high profile person and he could possibly get so many people riled up. Maybe the, maybe they'd give in. I don't know. Let's see. All right, so like I said, this article, uh, New York Times, Elon Musk joins Twitter's board pitching ideas big and small. Elon Musk, the world's richest man. You know, I hear that goes back and forth. Is it him or is it uh, Jeff Bezos? Anyway, world's richest man reached out to Parag Agrawal. Definitely probably said that wrong. Sorry, dude. Uh, Twitter's chief executive for a few weeks ago with a friendly heads up. He was buying shares of the social media company, Mr. Musk confided, and wanted to discuss how to make Twitter better. Well, I think uh, the big thing would be just let people kind of say whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever they want. I mean, of course, you got to have some rules to it, but uh, they there definitely seems to be a You know, a good thing for people to watch, it's still on YouTube, I believe. It's one of the Joe Rogan episodes still on YouTube. And like I've talked about Rogan before, I'm not even a huge Rogan fan, but this is an episode worth watching. Joe Rogan had Jack Dorsey on, and I forget, a a woman from Twitter. I forget uh, her name and her position at Twitter. But, and this one was even live streamed too, so it was pretty cool. So, uh, he... Rogan had Jack Dorsey, you know, the guy that made Twitter, and uh another woman from Twitter on. He also had Tim Poole on. Tim Tim Poole is like an independent journalist. He's got a big podcast a couple of big podcasts. And uh he, you know, I don't know. They're talking about Twitter's bias and stuff and how they do uh <clears throat> restrict people's free speech. So everyone should take a look at that. I, you know, just type in, like, Joe Rogan, Jack Dorsey, Tim Pool, or something on YouTube. You should be able to find it. Definitely an episode worth watching. Or listening to, if you go to Spotify or whatever. I'm sure that one's still up. So, anyway, uh, Mr. Musk had ideas for reshaping social networks that... dovetailed. Oh, man, why do I... Ah, man, they make me sound like such an idiot when I don't know how to say words. With those of Mr. Agrawal and Jack Dorsey, Twitter's co-founder, according to their public exchanges, all three have floated the notion of radically shifting the power in social networking to users and away from behemoth companies by using an approach to technology that would give people control over what they see in their social media feeds. It's funny that, you know, I do see that other people want to start social media platforms, a lot of this comes from, you know, political conversation. Again, social media is stupid. The world was never supposed to be this connected. It, it would only lead to toxicity and for, pe- to, for people to argue. And, uh, you know, other people, they want to start their own social media networks to try to get, you know, the right there, and then Twitter could have the left. But it's like, all right, now you're only going to hear people like-minded. You know, so that's only... I get in ways that's only going to leave more uh, arguments because then when these people do now meet or see each other, whatever, they're, they're really going to try to argue their parts. And then if if the person from the right ends up going back to Twitter, they're just going to be, boom, uh, you know, annihilated on Twitter. And then the people from the left will probably be annihilated on the right platforms. I don't really know what the idea is. I guess just get rid of fucking social media. Let's see. Uh, in ensuing weeks, Mr. Agrawal discussed having Mr. Musk become a more important participant in Twitter's future, according to two people with knowledge of the conversations who were not authorized to speak publicly. Mr. Agrawal also welcomed having Mr. Musk, who has more than 80 million Twitter followers and sometimes tweets a dozen or more times a day, join the company's board, one of the people said. Oh, damn, so Twitter wanted them there. I guess this is a PR move by fucking Twitter now. They're like, hey, we'll look like the good guys here. We'll get Elon on board. It's like, I don't know. Maybe get some other people on board, too. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not, like, a huge fan of Elon. I'm scrolling down a little. Uh, Paragag... Grawley tweeted, I'm excited to share that we're appointing Elon Musk to our board. Through conversations with Elon in recent weeks, it became clear to us that he would bring great value to our board. Then Elon said, looking forward to working with Parag and Twitter board to make significant improvements to Twitter in coming months. Can you give us some sort of idea, please, of what uh, what changes will be coming to Twitter? Now, I really don't go on Twitter. The only, you know, times I go on is really just to see... What other people are saying, and even that, I more so just will Google their Twitter and just see what they and you know particular people said. But I, I do want to know what changes exactly will be coming. Let's see. I'm scrolling down, long article. Let's see what Jack Dorsey said. The days of Usenet, Erk, the web, even email uh, parentheses WPGP were amazing. Centralizing discovery and identity into corporations really damaged the internet. I realize I'm partially to blame and regret it. All you social media guys are to blame. It was hard for people with individual websites to get followings and shit on there. But I don't know. I feel that was probably the better way to go. And Maybe, I don't know, I guess there was a way... To make some sort of algorithm to have these websites be found better. Now, I guess you could say, well, Google's a search engine that could have made what those websites easier to find. But you know, Google's corrupt. Google easily could have said, no, oh no, we don't like what they're saying either, so we won't have their website pop up. You know, it's I don't know. At least so no one could kick you off your website. You know, they can't. Oh, you know, once you own that domain, it's yours. They can't just say, well, we don't like what you're saying. We're taking this away from you. Let's see. I'm just going down a little bit. A a day later, after more than two million users responded, Mr. Musk wrote, given that Twitter serves as the de facto public town square, failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy. Is a new platform needed, he added? On Monday, in one of the first tweets after his stake was disclosed, Mr. Musk uh, posted another Twitter poll, asking people whether they wanted to be able to edit tweets—a feature that many have fruit, re, fruitlessly requested. What do you mean? I mean, I get—you know—I guess if you have a spelling error, it'd be nice. It may be nice, but I guess you—you know—you could just reread it before you tweet it. But I feel most of the time, why don't you just want the tweet to be there or just get rid of it? I don't know. Mr. Agraw jumped in tweeting, the consequences of this poll will be important. Please vote carefully. I don't give a fuck what they do in in terms of that. The company later said it had uh, been working on an edit feature since last year and would soon test it. I mean, it can't hurt. Mr. Dorsey weighed in on Tuesday after Mr. Musk Musk's appointment to Twitter boards was official. The development made him really happy, he tweeted. All right, well, this was a long article. If anyone wants to read it, like I said, it was a, I didn't read the whole thing at all. Uh, Elon Musk joins Twitter boards. Uh, pitching ideas big and small. It's a New York Times article. If you want to read into it, go for it. I think we got the gist of it there. All righty. I am going to... Uh, Play Mike Montone's promo. I don't. I should. I. I wish I, I might have even had one day where I could have made a trivia break for you guys. Unfortunately, I didn't. So I'm gonna play Mike Montone's promo. I need a break because I got more shit to talk about, and my throat's kind of going on me now for uh, talking for 40 minutes straight. So give me a few minute break here to play some uh, Mike Montone. Everyone, again, check Mike Montone's uh, podcast out. The Savage Sack Tap. Get in anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you want to see the live stream or the video stuff of the Savage Sack Tap, just type in Mike Montone on YouTube. Sack Tap Live and all the video clips are there. All right. Enjoy the promo. All right. I've got with me radio producer, podcast host, porn connoisseur, my friend Mike Montone. I want to talk with Mike today because I'm really not a fan of podcasts. I find most of them to be really boring and dull. However, I really like Mike's. It's called The Savage Sack Tap. He's everywhere you can listen to podcasts, so go rate him five stars on Apple Podcasts or download him anywhere else and go to his YouTube page, Mike Montone. You could get the live stream of the podcast there. We'll give him full plugs at the end. But anyway, I wanted him to uh, come on to talk about his podcast so you guys could get a little taste of what you'd get on the show. All right, Mike Montone, I want to start this conversation off by asking you a little bit about the live stream of your podcast. I like the live stream. Anything can happen, and if you mess up, you can't edit it out. But for those that only listen to recorded podcasts, what could you say that would bring them over to the live stream?
1: Well, you know what we do first. Uh, nope. What do we do first? We start the show with big tits right next to my head.
0: Well, if there is one thing I like better than Mike Montone said, it's big tits next to Mike Montone said.
1: So you can either look at me in my snazzy new glasses, or you can look at the, uh, the big ass titties that we got up on screen for you.
0: I think I'll stick with the titties for now. However, it is good to know that if I need a change, you and those snazzy glasses will be there. Thank
1: you very much.
0: Of course, Mike, no thanks needed. Now the big tits you were talking about, you said you start the show off with them. But once they go away, how can you get people to stay till the end of the show?
1: What do we do? When we get to the end uh the end of the show, we put a big fat set of tits on the screen.
0: Damn, you really got this livestream thing figured out, don't ya? Now before changing subjects, if you take requests, can we see some Lisa Antits on the livestream?
1: Oh, yeah, we're doing it.
0: Thank you, Mike. Much appreciated. Now, I want to switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about some of the interesting
1: guests you've had on your
0: show. I've seen you've had the household name JT the Twink on your show.
1: I am Mike Montone. I'm joined, of course, by my brother JT the Twink.
0: Oh, damn, Mike. You didn't inform me we were going to be joined by JT the Twink today. While you're here, JT, I actually have a quick question for you. I saw when you farted and destroyed Mike's bathroom and he screamed in agony. Here, actually, I'm going to play the scream real quick. Now, I'm a big food person, JT the Twink, especially pork roll. I love pork roll. So my question for you is, what did you eat that could have caused that atomic explosion?
1: And I ate, I had a, a coworker of mine made uh, keto Big Macs for us. So we had that for lunch and I had, I had two or three of them. And uh, you can imagine what it smells like in that bathroom. Hell, that was fucking foul. JT
0: the Twink, you monster. Remind me to never share a bathroom with you. But anyway, that's enough talking about JT the Twink's smelly-ass farts. I actually gotta get back to my show, so I'm closing up this conversation now. So to everyone that's listening, if you liked hearing Mike, subscribe to his YouTube channel, Mike Montone. You can watch his clips on there and his live stream. And subscribe to the Savage Sack tab anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple, give him five stars and leave him a review. Now Mike, you have content on a bunch of different platforms, so let everyone know where they can find you.
1: Anytime you think of big tits, think to yourself, you know what? I should also check out some of Mike's content. Best way to do that, hit the subscribe button, share it with your friends. Tell them about the place where you can come see a a podcast by a guy in a a Cole Hamels Chugs Cock baseball t-shirt. You can see big tits. We're talking about the issues of the day and salivating over huge tits. My, isn't that a fun thing to do? Uh, Social media, you check me out facebook.com slash the savage crew, Twitter at Mike Montone, Instagram at Gary underscore M O Y L E R. All the links are there in the, uh, in the description, uh, meatheadmedia.com is my website. You can find that on, uh, on the internet is where you can find that. And I have YouTube, YouTube page. If you're not watching the stream on YouTube, you can, uh, you can also check it out on, uh, on YouTube Again, spread it, share it with, uh, with your friends. We've, we've got huge tits. Everyone likes big tits. Catch you guys later. Adios.
0: Everyone does like big tits. All right, everyone go subscribe to him and Mike. Thanks for joining me on the Frankie D. Damn, a cut out on the Frankie D show. All right. I am back people. Uh, again, don't really know. I know the other week the chat wasn't working. Uh, so sorry if the chat is still not working, people. I know uh, I've had people in here, the show, and usually I'm hearing from you by now, but if it's not working, that is... I shouldn't say that's okay. Then <laughs> sorry. All right, moving on. Uh, I just saw this before. Not You know, I'm not trying to get uh, too big into this story here, but I thought it was interesting. Did anyone see that? Burger King, they're in some trouble they're for, like, false advertising or something. There, there's a story here. It's from, uh... It's a sports... It's on a sports page, sports.yahoo. <laughs> anyway, it's, uh... I guess on Yahoo Sports. Uh, Burger King Whopper, 35% smaller than portrayed in ads, lawsuit says. So... Okay, so that what that is meaning, that what you get looks 35% smaller. Now... I guess we'll have to read a, a little bit of this story. How do they really... Ne- you know, it's like... It's not like they're giving it a percentage, though, at, on these commercials, and then you get it, and it's 35% smaller. So how do you really sue for that? I mean, I don't know. I've gotten whoppers before, and it, it's almost the same with anything. I got a freaking quarter pounder from uh, McDonald's. I think the thing's tiny. Now, I mean, that one you could probably get in trouble for if you weigh it and the thing doesn't weigh a quarter pounds or something, but uh, I don't know. Let's see. I, I, I'm, we're going to get into a little bit of this just to see what it says. Uh, Walter, Walter Coleman thought his Burger King burger was going to be large and satisfying. Well, bro, they're never as large as we think they're going to be. It's unfortunate. It sucks. It's just how it is. As Glory says, the advertisements portrayed it, I mean, how glorious could a freaking Burger King commercial be, dude? It's Burger King at the end of the day. But Coleman and countless others felt cheated when they discovered the actual size of their burgers, a new uh, lawsuit alleges. Well, dude, I feel cheated almost every time I get food anywhere now, but I'm not having any lawsuits. Everywhere is expensive. They don't even have a dollar menu at any of these places anymore. Now Coleman and other plaintiffs are leading the charge in a class action lawsuit against Burger King and a bid to hold the company accountable to get their money back. How, you know, how can they really win this one? Like it's I don't know. It Just because it looks smaller. You know, it doesn't everything look bigger on TV? Or is it the other way? Everything looks smaller on TV. I don't know. The lawsuit filed last week in the US District Court in Southern Florida alleges that Burger King is misrepresenting the size of its food and its advertisements and that customers are continually duped into buying a substandard product. In addition to monetary damages, the lawsuit also demands that Burger King correct the deceptive behavior. All right, I guess we'll be seeing smaller burgers on TV then. I don't I don't know. Burger King did not immediately respond to a request for comment from the Washington Post early Wednesday. In a statement to CBS Money Watch, a spokesperson said Burger King does not comment on pending or potential litigations. Burger King advertisements portray the company's burgers with oversized meat patties and ingredients that overflow over the bun to make it appear that the burgers are approximately 35% larger inside. All right, I guess that's how they're doing it. They're like, oh, it's going over the bun on the commercials. But in real life, it's nice and, you know, it's inside. It's tucked in there. Uh, and contain more than double the meat, the lawsuit states. Man, you got people that take their fast food serious. How fat are these people that are are that that are, uh, <clears throat> made this lawsuit? These must be some fucking fat asses that are pissed that they're not getting more food. Get a couple more whoppers. But according to photos included in the lawsuit, customers are paying for puny ear versions of what's shown in ads. The complaint cites tweets from angry customers and media reports to argue the problem is widespread. No, I mean, I agree that these burgers are like too small for their size. Uh Too small for their size. Too small for their price. But I don't know. I never really look at the commercial and I'm like, wow, I'm going to get this giant burger and then, you know, I get this tiny burger. I'm I'm pretty, you know, well aware that it's going to be smaller than the commercial. I don't know. Burger King's advertisements for its burger and menu items are unfair and financially damaging consumers, as they are receiving food that is much lower in value than what was promised. I mean, I never really took it as a promise just because I watch a commercial. Commercials say everything. I mean, they're trying to get you to buy shit. I don't know, maybe, maybe we just have too many gullible assholes now. The action against the fast food chain is one of many recent lawsuits against food and drink companies for false advertising. In October, a New York woman filed... Su- Suit against kellogg for five million dollars alleging that it's strawberry pop tarts do not contain as many strawberries as advertised oh damn well hey you know if it's true it's true you gotta get them, i guess a judge last week dismissed a lawsuit with similar allegations about strawberry pop. damn people take their junk foods here i want to know how how heavy this chick is too it bothers you that much. Get They do actually make, uh, other companies do make like copy off Pop-Tarts. See if there's a, you know, or you like those better. I don't know. I mean, it's funny because I kind of agree with what these people are saying, but I think they're kind of being assholes to an extent too. I mean, at a certain point, I guess you got to, you know, forgetting like sliders for, you know forgetting burgers that are the size of sliders and we're paying 10 bucks all right we got to do something about that but i don't know we're gonna sue because there's not as many strawberries and fucking strawberry pop-tarts i don't know i have strawberry pop-tarts i think they taste like they have enough strawberry you know i guess maybe they could add one or two more strawberries in there you know like, go through with it who am i to stop More than 280 cases were filed in 2021, NPR reported. Class action lawsuits against food and beverage companies have spiked dramatically in recent years, thanks to largely uh, to one New York-based lawyer, Spencer Sheehan, who helped file the Pop-Tarts lawsuits, according to NPR. So, is this that these people actually really want more food? They want bigger food? They want fair? Or do they really just want to try to make a lot of money from these lawsuits? Seems like people just sue for anything these days. Sheehan is not working on the Burger King case. Oh man, he, he's upset about that, I'm sure. It is being handled by Florida-based attorney Anthony Russo. Um, let's see. Russo told the Washington Post that the lawsuit is important to hold large corporations like Burger King accountable. And so you could get some money in your pocket. Like, Let's be frail, dude. Little Situations... What some would consider to be a little situation like this could lead to unfettered behavior from big corporations. Is that well that is true. That I I you know I I do agree with. Left unchecked misleading advertisements could become the rule the a rule rather than an exception, Russo added. Uh I will jump to the bottom here. The lawsuit alleges that Burger King began to exaggerate the size of its menus in September twenty seventeen. Anyone who bought an overstated Burger King item between then until the lawsuit is resolved is considered a member of the plaintiff's case, according to the suit. Big or small, justice is justice, and laws are laws, Russo told NBC News, and just because something happens to appear in someone's opinion to be minor doesn't mean that it is. Well, honestly, I kind of think it's minor in this Russo guy's opinion, but, you know, he wants the money. Hey, keep going, for it. I mean, I guess if I could get a... My burger is bigger and for cheaper. I'll take it. So get him Russo. See how these uh how these work out. Let's see. Uh, check the chat real fast. TGY TV Tim Gilby. I didn't get two scoops of uh oh, raisins in my raisin brand. Should I sue? Hey, it seems like the popular thing to do these days. I guess go for it. I guess the chat is working. Hopefully, you know, it was working before. <laughs> Alrighty, long one today. I still got a couple more uh, subjects to go here. Alright, we will go on to uh the next one. I read even more of that Burger King one than I thought I was going to. But I I, I kinda thought that was funny before. I was like, Oh damn, someone's suing because they're not they're not getting a big they they're getting a burger, I uh, Smaller than they thought it was going to be. They see a commercial. It's like, you know, what, everything on commercials are supposed to be 100%? It's different if they state a fact. It's different if they're like, you know, if it's a quarter pounder and you're getting something that's, you know, like a slider size. If you're getting a one pound burger and you're getting a quarter pounder, you know, that's something different. Then they're lying about a fact there, but I don't know. I I you know I don't take those uh, advertisements to heart, and I don't you know I think they do it to make them look nicer, and not really to try to lie to you. But maybe they are, maybe they are trying to lie to you. Beats the hell out of me. All right, going on to my next story. I saw this not this story a while ago. I saw this episode on YouTube a while ago. The show's been on the air for uh, a long time. But Magic Johnson, he had a late night show back in the day. And the thing sucked. Apparently, it wasn't good. The ratings were absolutely atrocious. And he had Howard Stern on the show. I guess now they claim that uh, the producers or whoever it was they booked Howard Stern because Howard was trashing Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, the uh, ba- the famous basketball player, that uh, he's had AIDS for a long time now. But that you know, I feel like that is something he's you know very known for, and. Howard would talk about Magic Johnson show on his radio show like every day for a while because, I, you know, Howard, I think, was just pissed that he had a show. They asked Magic Johnson to have a show just because he was a famous basketball player and Howard was like, this guy sucks at doing a talk show and he would bash him. So since the ratings of the show were terrible, I guess the producers were like, well, let's have Howard on. Maybe he could help bring the ratings up and he did. It literally was the only episode of that show. When you look up the show's Wikipedia, the only episode it really talks about is the episode with Howard Stern. So Howard, honestly, like, it was the only memorable thing of that show. If it wasn't for him, that sh- the show wouldn't even be remembered right now. So I see this article come out uh, the other day, and it says, Magic Johnson breaks silent his silence on racist Howard Stern interview saying he wanted to hit the shock jock for joking star had fun getting AIDS during 1998 show. See, the funny thing is, you know, he speaks about this. Now the interview, sure. He looked awkward, or not the, not the interview. He wasn't being interviewed, but the show, you know, magic Johnson show, you could tell he looked awkward at times. That was Howard's thing. He wasn't a comedian. He was there for a reaction. So he's doing his job. He's getting the ratings for you. Uh, and the times that he didn't look like awkward, and even when he looked awkward, he never looked pissed. It's not like it, it didn't look like he was trying to keep calm. It looked like he just was calm because he wasn't really pissed. You know, he he's acting like Mr. Tough Guy now, you know, saying, uh, I wanted to hit him, but I kept calm. No, I think you were calm. I think you knew Howard Schtick. Uh, I don't think he really, you know, the uh, questions might have made you feel awkward, but I, I you know, I don't think he really, uh, you know it's like he came out all these years that was your show dude it, it would have made better ratings it would have made you know a lot if you would have been not if you actually punched him but if you were like dude shut the hell up you know something like that but you didn't and now you're coming out and you even were laughing at a bunch of shit that Howard said you were having a fun time I you know it's people need to get their names out there I'm sure if Howard even talks about this he'll just apologize for it but the it was interesting. I watched the uh, episode online a while ago, and it was actually very entertaining. Basketball legend Michael John, Ma- not Michael Magic Johnson, has recalled wanting to hit Howard Stern after the radio and TV personality claimed he had fun getting AIDS, and also saying he was blacker than him on Johnson's talk show. The five-time NBA winner recalled Stern ripping into the way he spoke his HIV diagnosis and his sex life on the short-lived show The Magic Hour, which aired between June and September 1998. Stern had been booked in a desperate attempt to get get ratings Johnson's show. To get ratings on Johnson's show, I should say. But that's what he did. I mean, how high they were, I don't know. It wasn't enough to save the show. But it, it was the only episode that got any sort of ratings. He did his job. He was supposed to be shocking. If he wasn't that way, they wouldn't have asked him to go on the show. If he wasn't that way, the sh- your show wouldn't have gotten ratings. It was a sh- it was a shtick. It's not that he tries to be funny. It's not that he even necessarily tries to be offensive. It's what gets the reaction. The fact that Magic Johnson is actually... It would have been better if it were years ago, but he's reacting now to it. He did his job. Yeah, literally, his job was to get a reaction. Whether... He was getting a reaction for being an asshole or getting a reaction for being funny or getting a reaction for being nice. It's to get a reaction. So he, by Magic Johnson actually giving a reaction, that just proved Howard did his job. So let's see, uh, which was badly, yes. Yeah, so Stern had been booked in a desperate attempt to get ratings uh, on Johnson's show, which was badly struggling at the time. And that was a big way Howard apparently was talking about it at the time that when he was bashing it, he was saying that You know, the show sucked. It had no ratings. The notorious shock jock had frequently mocked Johnson on his morning's show. So many times I wanted to say something and hit him at the same time on air, Johnson told Variety, adding that he... adding the... of course I didn't edit this right... adding that he hasn't spoken to Stern since the notorious interview... Huh, I'm surprised he didn't try to get Magic Johnson as a guest on his show once you're at the years. I mean, Howard would definitely have him on now, I think. (laughs) I have no doubt about that. And I think he honestly would apologize to him. You know, Howard doesn't want to be seen that way anymore, and he doesn't have to be that way anymore. Uh, It is what it is. I learned a lot from that. What'd you learn, Johnson? If you're going to say you learned a lot from that, I want to hear what you learn. I've never put myself or HIV and AIDS, or my race, in that position again, ever again. I was mad when they booked him. As the host, you couldn't have said, like, no, I don't want him on here. I mean, you know, he would probably say, well, even if I did, they would have just booked him anyway. I don't know. But there's nothing you can do. When people look for ratings, this is what happens. Yeah, I don't know. As an entertainer, that should kind of be your number one priority ratings. Which is part of the reason why he was bashing you on his radio show, right? Because you had you were a basketball player and you just got a talk show because you're a basketball player. He didn't I guess he didn't think you deserved it. And then he looks at your ratings and they were atrocious. So you should have you know, you should have been happy. That you, you know, when you're not looking for ratings you're not doing your job. You know, you're you you were a basketball player. If you weren't I you know I, I don't watch basketball but So I don't really know if you're a defense offense, whatever you are, but if you're a basketball player and your job is to get as many baskets as you're supposed to and you stop getting baskets, you're not doing your job. If you have a talk show and you're not getting ratings and you're not making money for the show, you're not doing your job. So you got to look past, oh, I'm pissed because he asked me, like, offensive questions and, hey, we're getting ratings. You know, as long as you do it in an entertaining way. I don't know. I don't know. And the fact when I see the video, he doesn't seem that uncomfortable. I mean, again, you don't know what's really going on in his mind, but who knows? While the show was axed for low ratings after just three months, it has still provided Johnson with a foot in the door of the entertainment business after he retired from his beloved Los Angeles Lakers for a second time in 1996. All right, so here's a clip of uh, Howard on the show. Let's see.
2: I think this show should loosen up and you talk Ebonics all you want. Okay, all right. I know what okay. I'm saying? Because
0: okay. All right, so Magic Johnson, you know, he looks a little awkward here, but, you know, it's, it, you know, it's Howard shtick here.
2: It's ridiculous. I see you having trouble out there because everyone's confusing you. What? Now, who is the speech coach? Because this guy ought to be hung from the rafters. I say we bring him out here and
0: hang him. So now Magic Johnson is laughing and it doesn't look like an awkward laugh. It looks like a genuine laugh.
2: He's screwing you up. What is the name of this gentleman? I want to know the speech code. His name is Arthur. Arthur, what the hell are you doing to Magic?
0: (laughs) Again, the laugh looks like a genuine laugh. You know, it's like, this is Howard.
2: He's getting out here trying to talk like the white man. Listen, you're a black man. I grew up in the black neighborhood. I'm blacker than you are. Trust uh,
0: me. (laughs) Magic Johnson literally laughing here. Doesn't look like an awkward laugh either. Not like, all right, I'm just trying to keep my calm here. It looks like a genuine laugh. It's like, oh, man, we got the shock jock on here. He's saying, you know, his reaction-based shit.
2: I'm the blackest black man you'll ever meet. Oh, okay. All right, so go ahead. I'm a girl, I'm hot, and I want to get into Magic's room, but obviously you're the host of the party, you're the man with the money. What are you worth, $200, $300 million? Uh, so, uh, I'm worth, like all right. you. So, oh, all right, so a any few girl, pennies. Right. So any girl would want to get into your room. These are white chicks, black chicks. What do we got? Let's <laughs> see. What did you prefer? It's a party of everybody. So you would have sex with everybody. <laughs> At least Again, there. You know what I'm saying? I know guys, they go for a blood transfusion. You it's a real pain in the ass. You, you know what bad. I mean? You are I should bad. only have some fun. Nah, look, nah,
0: I know. Nah, I love You love. know, now Magic Johnson said there, you are bad. Yeah, you know, but he, he really, you know, and I'm sure like that's one of the parts where he felt awkward. It's like, all right, you could have gone without saying that. But, it, you know, I don't know. I they, There's sometimes people say things that's like, all right, I think they're all trying to take like, a page out of Howard's book. And now that they're saying, oh, I'm pissed from this thing years ago, uh, I wanted to hit him. It's like you're trying to take a page out of his book. Now you're trying to get reactions. You're like, all right, this this will definitely be talked about if I talk about it. I don't know. I didn't, uh, I don't know the guy personally, so I can't say, but it just seems like weird that this is getting brought back up. I would like to see how uh, Howard have Magic Johnson back on his show though. I think it'd be very entertaining. Let's see. Uh, okay, I'm going down. I just want to see what some people said about this in the comments. I'm not even reading the rest of uh, that article. Let's see. How are we living in a world where in 2022 we are crying about garbage in 1998? By the way, he isn't wrong. You did have fun, so get over yourself. Yeah, I mean, well, like at least with the first part of that, it's like, you know, he's, he said in 1998, you're, you know, you're holding a grudge. I think, too, when people hold these grudges, go to the source. Just talk with Howard, you know, whether he apologizes or, or not. Like, this thing where it's like, all right, I, I feel the need to, like, really talk about him to the public. It's kind of like a coward thing in my opinion. Why not just talk to him? You're both famous people. You know he'll book you on his show. There's a lot of people Howard won't book on his show now. I really think Howard would have Magic Johnson as a guest on his show. Uh, let's see. So, this says, so we're recycling news from 1998. Someone says, you're breaking your silence now with a question mark. So, all right. There's always going to be people pissed with the Howard Stern shock, shock, way, because, you know, it was offensive and stuff, which it was supposed to be, uh, which gives it the power that he wanted. So, uh, and then there's a lot of people saying, you know, like, you're bringing this back up when this happened in 1998. All right. <clears throat> that is it with, uh, that But Going on to my last topic now. A little bit longer of a show today. And it is that, uh, I saw that this, I thought it was kind of funny. This husband, he got a threesome apparently for his, uh, his one-year anniversary with his wife. So, you know, anyone's eyes, like, any man's eyes, like, hell yeah, this is freaking awesome. Then, apparently afterwards, uh, they find out, him and his wife find out, that the other woman that was involved in the threesome, so it was a man, two woman, the woman that was not his wife, he got pregnant in the threesome. Apparently, the wife isn't too pissed about this. I don't know what the uh, outcome uh, outcome really is going to be, if she's going to have this baby, whatever. But the wife and the guy, they make a TikTok about this. So, uh, let's see. Article here. Polyamorous wife jokes her husband got another woman pregnant during a threesome to celebrate their first wedding anniversary. But TikTokers say it's really happened to them. Let's see, a polyamorous couple who joked about a threesome resulting in a surprise pregnancy have gone viral on TikTok. Creator Jess from Florida shared her surprise after discovering a woman she and her husband spent a night with was pregnant with his baby. Damn, no protection? Why didn't you make sure it's your wife that you're going to like... Come You know, if you, you know... (laughs) Why would you do it in the uh, the chick that's not your wife? You're trying to tell your wife something. In a clip that has gained over 4.7 million views, the couple hugged and laughed as said, "Yeah, they they're literally like laughing about this." As they explained the situation with Jess seeming to take it all in her stride despite being open about her own fertility struggles on TikTok. Does that mean the woman that's pregnant is going to like give her baby to these two? women's having fertility struggles. This woman here, I I guess that's uh, Jess, the wife, she is freaking hot. Damn, too bad she's not pissed at this dude. And she just like divorces him now. I would so be trying to message this chick. The video appeared to be tongue-in-cheek, but there was no shortage of commenters claiming that it's happened to them in real life. okay, So uh, I'm going to play this TikTok here. Okay, no music's even playing. All right, so there's just a picture of this hot chick and her husband kind of like dancing. It says, gives my husband threesome for one year anniversary. They're dancing, she looks sexy. says he gets her pregnant and we don't have any. So it appears that she wants a a kid, I guess. And she like pushes him away and says, we don't have any. Man, this chick is fucking gorgeous. Using the emojis of two women and one man in the video, Jess explained, gives my husband threesome for our one-year anniversary. He gets her pregnant. We don't have any. In the caption of the video, Jess called the situation, a night that'll last forever. Well, I guess so. (laughs) They'll never forget that threesome. I wonder what this kid is going to think about it when he finds out how he or or she was uh, made. Some commenters were baffled at the couple's sex life and wondered why any wife would be okay with her husband getting another woman pregnant. One person said, that's actually real sad. Uh, This one person said, okay, so on your first anniversary, you already needed a third one, sad. Another person said, I would literally never be able to look at him again. I don't know how you do that to yourself. And then this third person said, rule number one, never finish with the third party. Yeah, it's, that's what I was thinking. Uh, all right, let's see. Referring to why her husband doesn't use contraception or ensure that he doesn't ejaculate when having sex with their girlfriend, she wrote, it would be selfish and unfair in our household and relationship to do so. Meanwhile, other commenters were supportive and some shared their own stories of threesome pregnancies. One person said, LOL, calling me out, I've been in this exact situation. It's funny how people are like, hey, this happened to other people, but now time for the public to find out about me. It's like, I don't know, you think people want to keep this to themselves, but I guess not. Well, another share, this is how I got pregnant with my now three-year-old, ex girlfriend and her boyfriend at the time. He hasn't even met his daughter, and her and I are still on good terms. A third person wrote, that child is going to love you just like his slash her own mama. Alright. uh, Let's see what some of these commenters now wrote on this article. This person pit said, fake, fake, fake. Enough of this nonsense. Yeah, I want to know if it's real or fake, but I do know the chick in the TikTok is fucking sexy. Are they... Say romance is dead? Social media, the Scrooge on society... And then so this person said, why would you announce this to the world? Seriously, that is weird that they would announce it to the world. I guess just another publicity thing. Hey, we want people to know who we are. No, thanks. Another person said, more selfish behavior. Oh, this person said, I got my wife's sister pregnant, but she wanted me to. Okay, that's kind of (laughs) weird. For her sake, I hope she stays pretty eternally. All right, well, I thought that was... uh, Interesting story. Chuck looks good-looking, though. Anyone wants to check her out? Uh, Article, a Daily Mail one. Polyamorous wife jokes her husband got got another woman pregnant during a threesome to celebrate their first wedding anniversary, but TikTokers say it really happened to them. Check her out. She's good-looking. Okie dokes. That is it for my topics. I'm going to give Theo Vaughn a quick call, and that is it for the show today. Sound good, people? All right. Let's do this. One second. Always need to uh, get this phone thing situated. Okay. I think I am. Okay, I'm good now. Theo, where'd you go? Okay, here he is. Hello. Please state your name after the tone, and Google Voice will try to connect you. Frankie D. Hey, it's Theo. This is the This Past Weekend's Hotline.
1: Hey, what's up? This is Theo Vaughn. Uh, this is the This Past Weekend Hotline. Uh, I appreciate you calling. I want to let you know that. Uh, this is a space where you can leave a question, a comment, um, an issue, a concern, a topic, a thought, anything you want. Come on. Uh, this is a space, you know, this is that hotline. You can leave that, or you can leave your name in, you can leave your name out.
2: Um,
0: it, it'll uh, it'll turn off after three minutes, so if you're going long, you're going to call back. And I know the rules, dude. But uh, I appreciate you calling, and uh, and I, I appreciate your support with this past weekend. Uh, be good, you little dust bear. Thank you. It. Bye. Yo, what up, Theo? It's Frankie D again. Had myself a pork roll sandwich today, so I was like, you know what, I think I got away. Got to call my buddy Theo. Seems like you still haven't talked about it. Don't know why. Why don't you ever like come to New Jersey, do stand-up, and grab a freaking pork roll sandwich? Again, it's not Taylor Ham, it's pork roll. I'd, I'd go and see if you came to Jersey, do some stand-up. Man, do you see all the crazy shit that's been going on this weekend? Or not the, just this week. Not this weekend. This past week. Saw so that uh, Burger King. They're being sued. You see that they're being sued because apparently the com- on the commercials are saying people are saying the Whopper is looks thirty five percent bigger than what they're actually getting. I don't know. Maybe we'll be getting bigger Whoppers in the future. Oh man! You also see uh, that Elon Musk. Yeah, I know you saw what Elon Musk did. He bought like the biggest stake or whatever in uh, Twitter. The thing is. I didn't even know that Twitter sold steaks. Yo! That was disgusting. All right. Well, I got to go. Did you see, though, that um, this wo- this woman, this dude, apparently they had a uh, threesome and the dude got the uh, other woman, not the wife, the other woman pregnant. The wife doesn't seem too upset. What are your views on that, Theo? I'd like to know. All right, I got to go, dude. But, uh, again, have yourself a pork roll sandwich. Again, it's not Taylor Ham. It is pork roll. All right, all right. I got to go, bro. Peace. Okay, that is it with the uh, Theo Von call today. That is it with the show. Did a longer one today. It says uh, an hour and 18 minutes on my end. All right, so just before I end the show, I'm going to plug it real quick and I'm out of here. So for anyone listening on YouTube right now, Make sure you subscribe to The Frankie D Show on YouTube. Ding the bell. Hit the thumbs up. Do what you got to do there. If you're listening on any of the recorded platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Podbean, wherever the hell you're listening, subscribe there. Keep listening to me on there. And if you want to keep up with the show on social media, it's at The Frankie D Show on Instagram and Twitter. All right. All right, that's it for the show today. Uh, Hopefully, I will be on next Friday. Again, no promises. If I can't, then possibly I'd do just a fully recorded episode like I did last week. Uh, Again, for the people that are listening live, since I didn't do a live episode last week, I did do a fully recorded one that is on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon, Google, all those. So uh, give it a listen. You know, at least somewhere to uh listen okay well thank you for everyone that uh listened today sorry if the chat wasn't working at all i know it did work then one time for tgy tv tim galby and uh hopefully i'll be back next week all right i'll catch everyone peace